This is episode 13 of Unstimulate Your Mind podcast. Welcome back for another wonderful episode of great information highlighting overstimulation in our society today and helping you with resources, information, tips, tools to help you navigate a very cluttered world that wants to overstimulate us every single day. My name is Moses and I'm so happy that you're back and a couple of announcements before we continue for today's episode. A big thank you for listening to this podcast because of you listening and coming back every single Monday and following this podcast and giving it a rating we are still among the top 100 mental health podcasts around the world on Apple podcast and also on Spotify doing very well it's such an amazing amazing feeling knowing that through you this community and this podcast is growing the message is spreading faster than i ever thought so big thank you to you the other thing is that because of the growth that we are having on this podcast and stimulate your mind is now on afripods afripods is the biggest podcasting platform in africa for africans afripods is like spotify it's like apple podcast the thing about it is that it majorly has african podcasts podcasts created from africa and and stimulate your mind has finally joined the afripods family there are thousands and millions of people who listen to podcasts from africa through that platform so if you have always been looking for a platform where you can listen to great podcasts if you're not a big fan of spotify or you don't use apple podcasts you don't have any of those apps on your phone i'd really recommend you to afripods it's a very small app available on google play store on apple store just download it and then you'll be able to listen to great podcasts from Africa like and stimulate your mind you'll find us over there at the health and fitness category you'll find us well at the top of the category you'll find us there you can download new episodes once they come out you can re-listen and listen again and all these things are done for free you don't pay anything on afripods you might think it's a new platform so we'll probably have some pricing and some money we pay every single month but no you can listen to this podcast and i'm promoting other african podcasts here so you can listen to nice african podcasts african stories on afripods and listen to all those other guys support the other guys that you'll find on the platform including me give us ratings download our podcast and that's how the podcasting economy in africa will grow so through you i'm growing on spotify on apple but through you also i can grow on afripods and so thank you for that Today's episode is on brain fog which so many people have experienced in their lives and it's very common today often described as a cloudy-headed feeling forgetfulness being a common complaint among adults as we grow older and as we get deeper and deeper into the technological era it takes longer to learn and recall information we're not as quick as we used to be also we lack sleep we're overworking and all these things can cause what we call brain fog which can be frustrating brain fog is characterized by confusion forgetfulness and a lack of focus and mental clarity this can be caused by overworking by lack of sleep by stress and spending too much time on the computer which is what we will focus more on today while it's not an official medical term it's actually a loose term used to describe difficulty concentrating chronic mental fatigue and cognitive dysfunction Brain fog affects everyone differently. 
but the most common symptoms include lack of concentration, forgetfulness, fatigue. It can make it difficult to perform tasks at work, have conversations, and make up your mind. We feel more confused than ever. But what really causes brain fog? That's the question. Stress can contribute to brain fog. When your body is under chronic stress, it activates the sympathetic nervous system, releasing the hormone epinephrine. This fight-or-flight response causes your body to take its energy away from typical body functions and put it towards the stressor, which makes it harder to think clearly, and focus can exhaust your brain. There's also vitamin deficiencies and food sensitivities that can also cause you to feel foggy. Well, there are things that I've mentioned that can cause brain fog, but in an overstimulated society that we live in today, the major one, or the one that I've probably gone through most of my life, or most of my days, has to do with blue light exposure, or something we call screen time. Let's go deep into this through a Harvard Medical School article on screen time and the brain. How digital devices can interfere with everything from sleep to creativity. Whether we like it or not, digital devices are everywhere, in, out. Some of us can barely put them down. While these devices can enhance learning and build community, they can also interfere with everything from sleep to creativity. There's a pediatrician, Michael Rich, who wanted to understand how and help children and parents manage their online behavior in this ever-changing digital landscape. He says that it's not how long we're using screens that really matters. It's how we're using them and what's happening in our brains in response. The growing human brain is constantly building neural connections while pruning away less used ones. And digital media use plays an active role in that process. According to Rich, much of what happens on screen provides stimulation of the developing brain compared to reality. Children need a diverse menu of online and offline experiences including the chance to let their minds wander. Boredom is a space in which creativity and imagination happen. A good night's sleep is key to the brain and its development. Well, research has shown that using blue light emitting screen devices like smartphones before bedtime can disrupt the sleep patterns that we have. They suppress secretion of the hormone melatonin. Many teenagers who stay up late texting are not only getting less shut eye, they're also lacking the deep REM sleep, which is essential for processing and storing information from that day into memory. So even if they're awake in algebra class, which says they may not remember what happened in class yesterday. This Dr. Rich says this seductive digital pursuits appear to activate the brain's reward system. Virtually all games and social media work on what's called a variable reward system, which is exactly what you get when you pull a lever on a slot machine. It balances the hope that you're going to make it big with a little bit of frustration. And unlike the slot machine, a sense of skill needs to improve. A young person's brain lacks a fully developed self-control system, which helps them with stopping with this kind of obsessive behavior. You know, the experience of growing up today as youth moves seamlessly between online and offline environments. And the focus of an international research project that this guy called Rich is actually leading. So there's what they call the Growing Up Digital, which is a study that is actually underway in Canada and plans to expand to other countries and eventually all six populated continents in partnership with non-profit organizations. They're planning to follow 3,000 to 5,000 youth over the next 10 years, examining the impact of digital technology on their physical, mental, and social well-being. But in the meantime, 
He offers a balanced approach to screen use. He says that we have to be flexible enough to evolve with the technology, but choose how to use it right. Fire was a great discovery to cook our food, but we had to learn that it could kill us as well. While staying on your screen can help you make more money on social media or do more deep work, as I've always mentioned here, we have to recognize that it can actually kill us. Because on a cellular level, brain fog is believed to be caused by high levels of inflammation and changes to hormones that determine our mood, energy, and focus. The more we spend time on the screen, there's so much happening in our brains that it could lead us to very, very abnormal conditions. And we have to identify that. We have to accept that that's where we are today. As I mentioned in other episodes with social media and how to navigate a world that is trying to overstimulate us, we also have to identify the same with brain fog, which is characterized by confusion, forgetfulness, lack of focus and mental clarity. If we're going to have productive days, even though there's toxic productivity, then we have to recognize that screen time is probably the major cause of brain fog that the time I'm spending on the screen is the major reason why I feel confused most of the time, is the major reason why I'm feeling down when it comes to my focus or I'm forgetting too many things. Maybe it's not a mental health problem, by the way. Maybe it's not that you're depressed. Maybe it's not that you're anxious. It's just brain fog, and that's what it is. Brain fog is typically rooted in a lifestyle that promotes hormonal imbalances and is exaggerated by stress the major cause of brain fog is what i've mentioned although physics or science will say electromagnetic radiation and electromagnetic radiation can actually come from the computer mobile phones and tablets all our screens emit electromagnetic radiation which as i've mentioned with the science affects the way we think our mood and everything in between there's also stress as a cause of brain fog because stress apparently reduces blood flow to the brain and causes poor memory. There is lack of sleep, which I've mentioned, exercise, there's our diets, and all these things will lead to symptoms of brain fog, which could include trouble sleeping, insomnia, headaches, low energy or fatigue, there is impaired cognitive function, mood swings, forgetfulness, trouble concentrating, low motivation or lack of ideas. We have mild depression. So when you wake up on Monday morning or any other day in the morning and you just feel like you lack the motivation to go around and you feel like you have no idea what you did yesterday or what you should do today, even though you aren't really physically sick, probably it's brain fog. The beautiful thing is that lifestyle modifications can help us with brain fog. If we spend less time on the computer and mobile phone, which is... The most basic thing that we can do, spend less time on computer and mobile phone. This can be so hard in this generation. We're spending hours and hours averagely on a day on social media, on our phones. We're working every single day on our phones. We're making money. It can be so, so hard to not be on the phone or on the computer. But here's another tip for the computer or mobile phone part. There's something I discovered called the 20-20-20 rule. It's taking a break from the screen every 20 minutes also. And so when you take a break for 20 minutes, you stare at an object which is 20 feet away for 
20 seconds. What will happen is that over time, you will feel the difference in giving your eyes a break from the blue light emitted from your screen. So once again, it's 20, 20, 20. Take a break from your screen every 20 minutes or so. And so you'd stare at an object, just choose something in the office or at home, which is 20 feet away. And so you stare at it for 20 seconds, not 20 minutes, just 20 seconds. And slowly by slowly, like meditation, you'll feel the difference in giving your eyes a break from the screen. Slowly by slowly, you'll have mental clarity. If you practice this starting today, trust me, by the end of the week, you'll feel so much difference. There's another trick for screens. You need to light your workspace properly so that the level of light in the room is equal to the light from your screen. Because sitting in a dark room at a bright screen will strain your eyes faster. So the trick is, if you're using your mobile phone before you sleep, light that room so well that the level of light in the room is equal to the level of light from your screen. And if they aren't, then you have to shut down the screen and sleep. So if you can't achieve that, just go for the phone and take it down. All these things will help us because ultimately, brain fog can impact the way you feel about yourself. Individuals often do not feel like themselves as the loss of mental sharpness feels foreign to them. If you're used to doing work deeply fast and then all of a sudden you can't remember what you did yesterday, you can't remember stuff that was so basic to you, you can do math, you can't calculate stuff because of brain fog, it will eventually affect the way you feel about yourself, not about other people. And that will definitely have an impact on your self-esteem. Let's be honest with each other. So brain fog isn't just science and the things that happen around it or inside it. It's how it eventually affects us. That's why we need to be kind to ourselves when we go through these things by focusing on all those tips and tricks that can help us reduce brain fog. Another one being enough sleep. Because sleep is important for our brain and our bodies to clear out unhealthy toxins that can contribute to the brain fogs. You can try to follow a fixed sleep schedule and make it a point to get 7 to 9 hours of sleep every night. And then avoid using electronic devices like your mobile phone, your laptop before you go to sleep. That's very helpful. Along with trying new things, keep your mind engaged with mentally stimulating activities. I'm all about unstimulating our minds. But again, if we keep our minds engaged with mentally stimulating activities and make an effort to try new things, for instance, taking a different route to work, trying a different approach to a task we do regularly, or listening to different types of music, all this can help in a brain chemical production, which stimulates the brain. There's another skill or a trick which is very important, and that is the fact that we need to avoid multitasking. Multitasking can drain our energies and lower our productivity, especially if you're trying to do two activities that require conscious thought. So instead, be kind to yourself. Just focus on one thing, one at a time. Another thing is working on our memories. If you're prone to forgetting things, try using different tricks to improve your memory. One of the things that I do personally is at least 10 to 15 minutes of meditation in the morning. That's one of the most important things that you could ever do to your mental health or for yourself. Meditation has been linked with increased memory and it only takes 10 minutes to just take some stillness and breathe in, breathe out. There are so many apps that can help you with guided meditations in the world today. In such a noisy world, if there's one thing that can be precious, 
is 5 to 10 minutes of a quiet time by yourself, just following your breath, noticing the environment around you. So maybe you should try meditation and maybe I can plug you an app which you can use for free for the next one year and that is the Balance app. I do absolutely love the Balance app. You can go check it out on Google Play Store and App Store. I think it was the best app for last year. That's why they're giving people one year off because they were voted the best app. I think it was on Apple or on Google Play Store, both of them in general. That's how big or how amazing the Balance app is. So if you try that app for the next one year, it should definitely change your life slowly by slowly and consistently if you follow their meditation guides it should increase your focus and your concentration meditation can also help in reducing stress and relax your brain and body the science doesn't lie about meditation and to go with meditation there's something that will definitely resonate with all introverts that is engaging in deep thought but even if you aren't an introvert this is something that you can do every single day if you're losing it with brain fogs Exercise your mind by spending a little time engaged in deep thought each every single day. For instance, if you've read an article, spend 10 minutes thinking about the article's contents. If you're reading the Bible for 5 minutes, then spend some time thinking of what you've read. If you're Christian, if you're Muslim, if you're reading the Quran, maybe you should spend some 10-15 minutes just in deep thoughts, which can be seen as a form of meditation. Even if you aren't a religious person, whatever you do, whatever you read, Whatever comes to your mind, so long as it's meaningful, spend some more time thinking deep and deep into that thought. Don't be scared of your thoughts. They can wonder sometimes. They are scary sometimes. We can laugh about the things we think about. Sometimes they are things we are so ashamed of. But engage in deep thought, meaningful thought every single day as a form of meditation. If you're reading, especially if you're reading something, that means that maybe you should buy a new book and read and stimulate your mind with amazing stuff. Clutter your mind with meaningful things from books. Books will always be resourceful. So if you read a new book and spend some 10-15 minutes just thinking of the information you're getting or the new things, it will definitely improve other areas of your life. If it's a self-help book and it's helping you in different areas, it will definitely improve those areas and even your memory at the same time. If it's the Bible, it will definitely improve your life in very many areas. And before we finish, here's a doctor talking about brain fog and just how to navigate this world where one of the things that is so common around us, instead of our brains being so clear, they're all foggy. Why do we have such a hard time concentrating when we're talking? Why do we have this thing called brain fog? My name is Dr. Ali Mazahari and I am a senior lecturer at the School of Psychology University of Birmingham. I'm also a principal Inflammation can be thought of as a friend who's nice to have around once in a while, but can be quite annoying and can decide anything we do. Um, inflammation is what helps us fight off an infection. It's what isolates uh, particular tissue or its healing. On the other hand, if inflammation is chronic, as it's there all the time, it has a host of consequences in terms of our mental health, but also our, our physical heart disease, digestive issues, and even some forms of dementia. In the research that I will be discussing, we were interested in uh, precisely what is going on in the brain when there is this inflammatory response. 
Dick Raymond has a transient effect on your spouse. What we did was uh, we took a bunch of 20 healthy young males and we gave them uh, a, a, the mild form of vaccination. It's a typhoid salmonella vaccine. What it does is that it just causes this little increase in their inflammatory response. It doesn't cause them to be sick. It doesn't give them a headache. It just causes them to have inflammation. And what we were interested in is while they had this inflammation, um, what was happening in their brain when they were doing this task that required them to implement different aspects of attention. So attention is this uh, really uh, important ability that allows us to uh, focus on one aspect of the environment um, that's important and relevant to us and ignore the other aspect. Um, attention has uh, three components. It has an alerting part. You have to become alert to, uh, to pay attention to something. It has an orienting part, so we have to look at one side and ignore another side. And it also sometimes has to do with conflict. Right? You know, we, 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 we have to listen to the person in front of us, even though the person next to us might be more interesting. So um, what we had was we, we gave these uh, young men back their vaccine, and then we had them to do this task that looked at this three different aspects of attention, this uh, alerting aspect, this orienting aspect, and then this conflict aspect. And at the same time, we measured their brain activity using uh, a cap like this that measures the uh, brain's electric activity as it's processing information. What we found was uh, actually quite intriguing. We found that uh, two aspects of attention were completely unaffected. So the orienting aspect of attention was you know, not affected at all. Also, this conflicting aspect of attention wasn't. However, what we found was affected, and it was affected as, uh, as a function of how much of an inflammatory response they had, was the alerting aspect, this aspect that involved us going from a relaxing state to, oh no, so uh, this actually uh, shows for the first time a direct link between um, inflammation and brain fog. What are the implications of this? Well, um, what we looked at was this basically transient, very temporary mild inflammation. What happens when inflammation is chronic? Uh, inflammation can become chronic because of a, whole, uh, a number of illnesses, but can also become chronic because of lifestyle factors such as lack of physical exercise, or diet. Also, inflammation can be modulated by medication. So what we're interested in now is taking this step further and seeing what happens in chronic inflammation to an individual's brain function. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Unstimulate Your Mind podcast. My name is Moses once again. I'm so glad that I'm in your ears every single Monday afternoon. And I'm so happy that our podcast is doing so well because it's ours. It's not just mine. My work is to record. Yours is to listen and give me feedback. So maybe you should give me some feedback this week. Let me know what you like about the podcast. If there's something that I can improve on because, well, you're the ones who listen and you can know what I can improve on on the podcast. How can you do that? It's so simple. Go to Instagram and unstimulate your mind. Just that. Once you get the podcast page, you can write a DM to me. You can also just go to the comment section where the post for this specific podcast episode is or just DM. I think that's more private and more confident. Just let me know what you feel like I could improve 
on the podcast is it the time that it's running i should maybe add more time i should reduce the time i should get guests although i have some recordings with other people already but should i start releasing them now or not just let me know as we look forward to an amazing week and i pray that it's going to be a great week for all of us and as usual be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm.